This is the World in Brief from the Economist. Our top stories. Russian forces launched a drone attack on Kyiv as they continue to target Ukrainian infrastructure. Ukraine's air force said it had shot down 30 Iranian-made drones over the capital. Earlier, Vladimir Zelensky, Ukraine's president, said the country was ready for all possible defense scenarios as Russian troops prepared to conduct exercises in neighboring Belarus. Vladimir Putin, Russia's president, will travel to Belarus on Monday for the first time in more than 3 years as part of a broad working visit. COP15, the UN's biodiversity summit, concluded with a historic deal to protect 30% of the planet's ecosystems by 2030 and raise up to 30 billion dollars in annual conservation aid for developing countries. The chair of the summit, Huang Ranchu, China's environment minister, overruled an objection from the Democratic Republic of Congo, which wanted more support for developing countries to push through the deal. The African National Congress, South Africa's governing party, re-elected Cyril Ramaphosa, the country's scandal-struck president, as its leader. He faced a tough contest from Zwilayim Kize, a next health minister that won the runoff by 2476 votes to 1897. Mr. Ramaphosa will now lead his party into the general election in 2024. when pollsters expect the ANC to lose its majority in parliament. China reported its first two deaths since it began dismantling its zero-covid policy. The true death toll is likely to be far higher. According to reports from Beijing, the capital, hospitals are overwhelmed and funeral homes are cremating more people than usual. Meanwhile, an index capturing business confidence in China fell to its lowest level in a decade in November. Elon Musk asked users on Twitter if he should step down as the head of the social media platform. Mr. Musk has faced criticism for several decisions he's made since purchasing the firm in October. The poll is scheduled to end on Monday, and Mr. Musk has promised to abide by the results. The Thai Navy announced that one of its warships sank during a storm in the Gulf of Thailand. 75 of the crew were rescued, but 31 are still missing. The ship lost power and capsized after water flooded its hull. The Navy launched an investigation into the disaster. Argentina beat France to win the World Cup through a penalty shootout after a thrilling 3-all draw. France's Kylian Mbappé scored three goals, a feat achieved only once before in the final. Argentina's victory gives them their third title and means that Lionel Messi, widely considered the best player in the world in recent years, has at last secured a prize that had long eluded him. And fact of the day, 52,000 the number of reported thefts of catalytic converters in america in 2021 13 times more than in 2020 and now a deeper look at the day ahead war returns to europe this week we are looking back on 2022 today the ukraine war 
When Russian tanks rolled into Ukraine at dawn on February 24th, most Western officials thought Kyiv, the capital, would be overrun in days. In fact, Russia's army was forced to retreat from the north of Ukraine after little over a month. It turned instead to the eastern Donbas region, which over the summer saw the most intense artillery duels since the Second World War. By early July, Russia had conquered almost all of Luhansk province, but ran out of steam in next-door Donetsk. The next month, Ukraine, armed with American and European artillery and fresh supplies of ammunition, went on the offensive in the Kherson province. Ukraine's army liberated Kharkiv province in September and Kherson city in November, forcing Russia to conduct a partial mobilization and turn to aerial bombardment of Ukraine's power grid. Both sides are now rearming for large battles early next year. The year economic woes kept piling up. Before the war in Ukraine began, the global economy was suffering from the aftereffects of COVID-19. A boom triggered by the West's lifting of pandemic restrictions had started to fade. At the same time, fiscal stimulus programs and supply chain disruptions caused by the sudden recovery in demand pushed up inflation. China did not begin to reopen until the end of 2022. Its zero-COVID policy hampered growth both there and elsewhere. The energy price jump that followed Russia's invasion led to another bout of inflation, while central banks were still busy fighting the last one. Governments in rich countries spent billions to protect households and businesses from sharply higher prices, pushing up public debt. Higher interest rates in the rich world forced up rates in poorer countries, where the hardship caused by rising food prices is greatest. In 2023, the global economy will struggle to recover. Europe's Biggest Refugee Movements in Decades Russia's invasion of Ukraine caused the largest exodus of people in Europe since the Second World War. Millions returned home when it became clear that Russia could not quickly conquer the whole country. But as the war has dragged on into the winter, people continue to trickle out of Ukraine. By December 6th, more than 4.8 million Ukrainians, almost all of them women and children, had registered for refugee support schemes in Europe. The EU gave all Ukrainians immediate permission to work and receive social benefits. Syrians have had to spend months or years applying for asylum first. Many found jobs and settled in quickly, especially in Poland, which took in the largest number. But many refugee children are attending online classes given by Ukrainian schools. And generosity has its limits. In March, Poland will start charging refugees for government housing. Meanwhile, Russia claims that 2.9 million Ukrainians have come there. Many had no other way out of war zones. Thousands of Ukrainian children have been seized and placed with Russian foster parents. The Start of a New Geopolitical Era The war in Ukraine and the intensifying Sino-American rivalry herald a new geopolitical era. Russia shattered the norm that borders should not be changed by force and revived the specter of nuclear war. America has rallied Western allies to help Ukraine. Even so, 
It regards China, whose shadow looms ever larger over Taiwan, as a bigger foe than Russia. China's growing nuclear stockpile may yet lead to a new arms race and jittery three-way deterrence. Economic weapons are being wielded with new ferocity. Russia is starving Europe of fuel. The West is trying to squeeze Russia's revenues through sanctions and embargoes. America, meanwhile, is working to constrain China's industries and build up its own, to the ire of many allies. As cleavages deepen between democracies and autocracies, much is uncertain. Even the name of this post-post-Cold War era, great power competition, is too bloodless. The new Cold War too reductive, and the decisive decade, President Joe Biden's phrase, won't stick. Daily quiz. Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home, city, and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist dot com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Monday, which musical is based on the story of passengers stranded in Canada after the September 11th attacks? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Emily Bronte, who died on this day in 1848. Proud people breed sad sorrows for themselves. That's the world in brief from the Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to the Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download the Economist app to start listening.